Welcome to A Handful of Hope, where we bring you heart-to-heart conversations with heart-centered people. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of A Handful of Hope. I am so happy and grateful to have Irene Abu with us here today, who is the creator of the Happiness Within Reach program, which coaches ambitious women to open their hearts to self-love while forming deep and meaningful interpersonal relationships with others. She is an ICF ACC certified life and business coach who holds two certifications from the University of Pennsylvania on positive psychology and is trained in the Gottman method for couples therapy. This integrates 40 years of scientific research based on sound relationship house theory. Irene has helped hundreds of women get reacquainted with their heart's most affirming personal and professional desires and supports them to take action despite their fears. Her mission is to remind women of their indisputable worthiness and capability of creating the extraordinary soul on fire life that is their birthright. Irene, welcome and thank you so much for being here. Hi, Jesse. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be with you today. I'm so excited to have you. And I love that last sentence, their indisputable worthiness and capability of creating the extraordinary soul on fire life that is their birthright. Thank you. Thank you. How much does self-love inhibit people from being able to experience that? Because I, I, I feel like that is, and I, you wrote it so beautifully, the essence of it, it stayed so beautifully, the essence of our birthright. It is, is how much does self-love factor into one's ability to experience that full expression of that? Self-love is a huge part of it. Absolutely. Um, understanding who we are, knowing what our most, or being able to visualize our most beautiful, wildest, truest version of ourself um, is usually where I start when I work with people, um, really identifying what it is we want to feel because how we feel or how we want to feel really tells us um, you know, sometimes, some, for example, sometimes we say, if I ask someone, what, you know, what do you truly want? What do you, they're going to tell me, well, I want to find my soulmate. I want to live maybe in a house that's a little bit bigger with a backyard, but really what they're wanting is not the things they're really wanting to feel a certain way. So maybe wanting to find their soulmate is a desire to feel connection, mm. love, um, chemistry, or wanting to have a house that's a little bit bigger. Maybe that's um, a desire to feel comfort and um, security, you know, for their kids. Um, so it, I feel like it all comes down to first finding out um, our core desired feelings and self-love has a huge part in, in everything, I believe. Once we love, truly love ourselves for who we are, not once I get to graduate this or once I made $500,000 or once I meet the love of my life. No, actually loving yourself prior to all of that. As a matter of fact, the more self-love you have, the more likely you are to be able to attain all of that. What You mentioned those core desired feelings. In your experience with the folks you work with, what are those emotions, those feelings that people are generally most after? That's a great question. 
and um, there are three that come to mind. Um, I would say the first one is for the women anyway, security and safety is, is always one. Confidence is another that comes up a lot. Um, for men, I find that it's also confidence and strength. Like they want to feel strong that they can, they can do things. It's not just physical strength, but I would say it's, it's also connected to, to confidence, but strong is an adjective, a desired feeling that they want to feel. Do you feel, and we were chatting a little bit about this before offline, do you feel that's that desire to feel strength does it ever inhibit men's ability to feel and function in healthy relationships? Meaning that, so I, I'll give the classic example. You know, I remember as a child and I remember other children being taught that, you know, big boys weren't supposed to cry, suck it up, tough it up. Right. And, and so I understand strength as you're explaining it. And I've also struggled with, strength as it almost struggling with that where, where I was taught that strength was, was almost like this. What strength meant was it meant you were never weak. And what weakness was, was it was being emotionally vulnerable mm -hmm. or emotionally authentic even of what you were really feeling. And it became this kind of really convoluted version of strength that strength basically as a man was to be not yourself and that would make you strong. Does that, does that make sense? It makes total sense. Yes. I, I see it even with my son. I have a, an 11 year old. I'm sorry. He's 13 now. <laughs> wow. It's, it's the COVID time work. <laughs> oh <my God>. um, <laughs> and um, yeah, he, I have, I have, this precious little being who's very, very emotional, um, who's very sensitive and feels very, very deeply. And unfortunately, um, my family, like we come from North Africa and it's very like the men need to be strong and, and take control and be the leaders. So I see that when he, when the tears are about to come down, he really holds himself. He tries to hold himself back mm. and not really let it out, not be who he is at that moment and not feel what he's feeling at that moment. And he's struggling with me on one hand, telling him it's okay to be vulnerable and it's okay to feel your feelings. As a matter of fact, you have to feel your feelings. It's the only way that they're going to pass through you. Right. But then the other side of my family and, and culture really um, tell him that, no, don't, don't show the real you if the real you is sensitive and, and vulnerable and feeling big emotions. Don't feel big emotions. So yeah, it's a problem. How do you, how, I mean, how do you walk that line of, of parenting and and also recognizing that he's in this place where he's 
he has this feeling that feelings that he needs and wants to express, but he's trying to suppress, or we might even say depress because of a cultural, because of what's been culturally taught for generations. And I, and I feel like this is something lots of us struggle with, right? That it's not even just our parents that are teaching us this. It's, it's culturally it, where it's embodied in us, right? And they, yeah. you know, the, the super superhero archetypes that we had as kids were very much so, you know, strong strength, you know, good guys versus bad guys. And you didn't see a lot of tears shed, even, even if there was the rare instance that a, a cartoon character or someone was killed off, it was usually in this very ultimate sacrifice where you're supposed to be proud and, and then move on to the next episode very quickly where you're right back to the same opening theme song and all for everything and all is forgotten. <laughs> and I'm wondering, like, you have such a unique perspective on this, right? Where you're, the we're doing the work you do and you're the mom and you see him at this juncture but then you also see this other side and i imagine that you you don't want to be pulling and put him in that tug of war right and so it's it's i mean how do you kind of balance that out how do you negotiate that terrain with him I make it a point to sit down with him when i see that he's struggling um and allow him to exhale and let the tears flow. And I explained to him that it's okay. It's okay to hurt and it's okay to feel insecure and it's okay to feel like your friends are rejecting you. And that's painful. And I want you to let it out and I want you to feel it. And um, I truly believe that the environment in which these children are growing up in today, um, it makes a huge difference. What you're expressing to them, what's okay and what's not okay. If, you know, if someone's going to say to him, be a man and, and strengthen up and stop crying. That's one thing. And he's going to take that in one way and grow up one way. But if he has another parent, or a teacher or an aunt or an uncle or a sibling that's gonna be like, hey, feel what you're feeling. It's okay, you're human. We're supposed, we have all of these feelings because they're indicating that something's wrong or we need to shift, right? They're helpful. These emotions and these feelings are probably the most important things that we have. Mm. Um, so I really try very hard knowing that the other side of my, his family or his, is going to be pushing him to be a little bit more covering up of his emotions. What kind of feedback does he give you? If you don't mind me asking, what kind of oh. feedback does he, does he give you for you allowing him to have that space to feel? He gives me feedback in bear hugs. So really? he will literally come and, and just hold me and put his arm, put his head on my shoulder and just like, I, I feel him breathing. As soon as I, as he's calmed down, he has a lot of, he deals with a lot of anger because he's been a little bit brought up to hold things in. Even though I'm there to kind of balance it, he's still feeling it on the other side. Um, so I can tell that he's taking in my words when, he puts his arms around me and he kind mm. of like, 
you know? So he's like, I get it. Thank you. You know, it's, it's a thank you without even saying thank you. That's incredible. And I think that parents, how many of you watching and listening would love to have your children, your teenagers, especially give you a bear hug or heck us with our partners. How many of us would love to have our partners give us a bear hug? Maybe there's, there's something here with us of taking that time and space to be able to do that. Speaking of our partners, I mean, you had mentioned to me beforehand that there's three very important relation, important characteristics for people to have thriving relationships, or we might even say crazy amazing relationships. Yeah. I'm going to share what those characteristics are, and, and these characteristics are extremely vital because relationship is probably one of the tenants the top three tenants for most people's lives if not the top two and this would be really valuable for people to understand what those three characteristics are um thank you for asking um, a lot of my work is based on relationships thriving relationships and it all begins with your relationship with yourself but then i also guide um people towards how to have thriving intimate romantic relationships. So the three most important characteristics are chemistry, which um, is something that we can't really control. You either have it or you don't. Um, and that goes so much way above and beyond sexual chemistry. When you have chemistry with someone, it's almost like a magnetic pull towards that person. Mm. Um, the second one is lifestyle choices. So it's really important when, before you get into a romantic relationship with someone to understand um, their values and their lifestyle choices. So if you're someone that likes to stay at home and watch TV and eat potato chips and you're in front of someone, you're meeting someone that is an athlete and exercise and a healthy lifestyle is really important to them. It, probably is not going to be easy for you guys to, to really mesh, right? Um, so lifestyle choices and values. Research actually has shown that that is one of the biggest determinants of a thriving relationship above chemistry and communication. The third one is communication. So how we express ourselves, how well we know um, what we want, our needs, our val again, our values are super, super important. And 90% of communication also, just for the listeners out there that um, don't know, is nonverbal. So mm. our gestures, how the, even the vibe that we give off, like when you walk into somewhere, like, you know, you're, you're walking home from, from work, you emit an energy. Someone, you know, your spouse or your, your girlfriend or your boyfriend or your kids, they will feel how you're feeling because you're emitting an energy. So um, the way you're looking at someone, you don't have to say anything, but the way you're looking at someone will affect how they're feeling. So if you're coming into the room and you're, you're angry, your eyes will also show that. Your posture, you know, you'll be more like that. You won't be as open. Um, so yeah, thank you for asking that. That's really important. I have so many questions now. I want to I dive deeper into this. Are those, so those three characteristics, are, do they exist 
independently one of one another or are they synergistic meaning that the each can feed the other one do our do our values can our values fuel our chemistry or our communication style complement and and enhance our values if you will are they mostly independent of one another i think they're independent of one another because i i i believe that chemistry is its own animal like completely its own animal it it really is like chemistry it's almost like this non-human attraction right that that you have and chemistry sooner or later for i would say 95 percent of us it will start to die down that's why lifestyle and values mm. communication is so important because that initial three you know the first three months we're always at our very best right and from month four five and six we're feeling each other out and we're we're dropping our mask a little bit and we're allowing the other to see who we really are and and them as well so once the chemistry and that it's almost like a high it's almost like you're on drugs you kind of are on drugs because you have all of this like dopamine and oxytocin and all of these beautiful feel-good chemicals that are like flooding your brain and, and your gut um, so once that dies down, it's really, really important to know the person's character and, and what they believe is most important in their lives. And is this going to jive with the lifestyle that you want to live and how, what makes you happy and what's most important for you? I appreciate you sharing that, especially because I have always been someone who has struggled with the chemistry piece in that it feels like it's something that... <clears throat> It's there for a little bit and then it becomes fleeting. And I go through that, well, is it me? Is it, is it something else? Is it the other person? And, I, and you had mentioned something earlier about, you know, a way we look at them, how we look at them affects how they feel. Yeah. And, you know, and I think we all have a blueprint maybe in our mind of the time that we've looked at the people, those significant other special people in our lives and there was an innate feeling that was exchanged between the two of us. I'm wondering if you have a tip for people to help you know, recapture that or to replicate that, that feeling that comes in a look, or is it, is it, you know, like, is there a strategy that we can, we can try to implement to help boost that chemistry or to, to create more of it, if that makes sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It does make sense. I would suggest um, taking time apart. Hmm. And especially if you're living together. If you're already living together, chemist, what chemistry needs to thrive and to fire up like that is the unknown. It's kind of not knowing what to expect. It's um, not insecurity, but kind of like, you know, what is she doing? Where is she going? What is he feeling? And it's hard to have that when you, you're 24 seven with that person, right? Um, so I would say, take some time with your friends, go away for a weekend, go see your family. If, if they don't live in the same city, like, do that. Um, the other thing that um, helps 
chemistry is doing things that are novelty, right? Coming up, like if you guys, if your normal thing is going to dinner or, you know, going on a date to a movie, well, freshen that up because new experiences will create um, excitement. So based on what you guys enjoy, um, like think about what does your fiance, what does your fiance or girlfriend or boyfriend enjoy and what haven't you done together? So it could be, I know my husband once he took me, um, to a shooting range. That was so much fun. Like we had never done that before. And it really, it brought us together. I was like, Oh, this is a new experience. I love it. So, um, definitely I would say novelty and, um, separation a little bit of separation when i'm curious when you when he took you to the shooting range was it a surprise for you and was it something that you were when you found out that you were going to a shooting range what was your response was it a whoa this is kind of a were you were you immediately enthusiastically excited about it okay so he had asked me a couple months prior what, you know, what are some new things that like you would like to try or experience? And I think he mentioned for himself going to a shooting range and I was like, oh yeah, I love doing that. In camp, I used to do that and I used to be pretty good. And he remembered and he was like, okay, for, for just get, you know, one day he was like, I think it was my birthday actually. And he said, um, get dressed, you know, Decontract, meaning in French, it's uh, just chill. Don't put your high heels on, but you know, look cute. We're gonna go somewhere. We're gonna go to a couple places tonight. I'm not gonna tell you what. It's a surprise. So he didn't tell me until we got there. And yeah, I was. Um, it was a surprise, and I was so excited. I was excited to do something different with him that we haven't. That we. Ha it wasn't the monotony of the everyday, always doing the same thing. Um, we, we have to bring in some newness. We, we have to do that because or else it kind of gets, you know, it gets, it does, it will get boring. What I, what I appreciate so much, Irene, about what you just shared there is a couple of things. Number one, acknowledging the monotony. <laughs> that, I think that's, but no, I think it's really extraordinary that somebody like you who helps people with this can acknowledge that monotony can exist. Oh yeah. Within a relationship, right? And I think that's the realness. But two, you, earlier you were mentioning the nonverbal communication piece. It was a lot of fun watching you just reenact that experience <laughs> of him talking about it and surprising you. And you could see this very playful piece emerge there. And, and that was that was really, really great. Irene, before I ask my final question, where can people find you online? The best place to find me is on Instagram, probably, uh, which is Irene, I-R-E-N-E, period, Abu, A-B-B-O-U, or on my website, which is happinesswithinreach.com. Okay. Irene, we were connected earlier this year because we have been fortunate enough to be co-authors in a soon-to-be-released book, or maybe it's been released by the time folks are listening and watching to this. And it's called, if I'm, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it's, it's how to be crazy amazing through difficult times, something to that effect, right? 
Oh my God. All I remember is the crazy amazing because I thought that those two words together. Yeah, first, yeah. I, 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 just, I kind of forgot the, the rest of it. <laughs> yeah, it's, I know it's crazy amazing something. And maybe you could just take a minute or two to just share with viewers, listeners, what your contribution to it is about. Give a little sneak peek to it. And sure. we'll encourage, we'll be sure to put links in here about where people can get it. And just so everybody knows too, what's really unique about this book is there's going to be a digital copy, but there's also going to be a physical copy. The idea of the book was it to be just a gift to help support people through going through everything with COVID, the aftermath of COVID. And the digital copy is going to be completely free. You can download an ebook, have access to the wisdom and insights all the folks are sharing. And if those of you who really like a physical copy, what we're going to do is we're going to sell those physical copies, but each author is donating their respective proceeds to a charity of their of their choosing. So it's a really, really neat project. And now I'll let Irene take it away for about her piece of it. Thank you for that lovely introduction of the book. I'm so excited for it to come out, if it hasn't already, which I don't think it has. Um, my little section of the book talks about sinking to serenity, connecting to our body and um, being in the moment. And when things are really getting difficult and hard and our butt is kind of in between two chairs and we're feeling a little lost and confused and where do I go and what do I do? The best way that I found to help myself with that is to go in a little corner anywhere. It could be in my room, on my bed, close all the doors. It could be sitting by a tree outside. I love nature, so that helps me. And I literally just close my eyes and I, I call it sinking. I just sink mm. and I breathe and I ask the universe to guide me to what my next step should be. And it usually does guide me. It usually tells me what I need to do. And that is what my, my section of Crazy Amazing is about, really reconnecting to intuition and the right side of our brain, our feminine energy, which I believe more than anything, both men and women need to do a little bit more of so we can be more in the moment and experience happiness and pleasure and fulfillment because if we keep looking towards the future and, and getting upset about the past we're just recreating old patterns and we're never going to get to where we need to be i love that everyone what a incredible journey of the human experience irene's with us on today we began the journey with a discussion on self-love and how self-love is one of the keys to having that full expression of setting your soul on fire, which is then your birthright. You were <laughs> born with this, but so many of us deprive and neglect ourselves from ever experiencing it. One of the attributing factors of that is self-love and looking at not only how amazing loving of yourself can be for you, but how it also will contribute significantly to your ability to give and receive love to others. We shifted from that to talk about kids and about navigating that line with what it means to be masculine and show strength. What are the three, what are the three emotions both men and women are really after oftentimes and having discussion about strength and masculinity and, and the modern world. And 
Irene shared a beautiful example of her son in having that conversation with him and him struggling between this, this kind of cultural dichotomy of his mom encouraging him to let himself feel and give himself permission to feel, but then also the culture still saying, suck it up, be a man. And the beautiful byproduct of that, of her giving him space to sit down and just allowing him to feel results in a big, beautiful bear hug. How many of you would like a bear hug from your kids, your teenagers, your significant others? Consider allowing them space for that. We shifted focus over to the three, the three characteristics of what creates a thriving relationship, talking about communication, chemistry, and values, and looking at how each of those exist independently of one another. And we really dove into chemistry and talked about how important it is to shift things up, break through the monotony of things, create new experiences, and also maybe give yourself a little bit of distance that you know, what's that expression? Absence will make the heart grow fonder. But perk the curiosity of your others, especially if you've been in relationships for a while. It never hurts to zap in some newness of something and give each other the opportunity to wonder. Because once upon a time, before there was 24-7, you probably did wonder. And part of the wonderment was probably what contributed to your fantasy of that amazing relationship you had with the person that first brought you together in the first place. And last but not least, we shared and closed up with talking about the crazy, amazing collaboration that we've been able to be a part of. And Irene's little contribution of that, about having that time to be able to be and be present. We'll be sure to keep all those links in here too. And Irene, this has been such, a, such an incredible gift. Thank you so very much for sharing, for being here. It's been an absolute blessing. Thank you. Thank you so much. It was such a pleasure. Absolutely. We will see you next time, everyone, on another edition of A Handful of Hope. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening. If you're finding value in these conversations, please rate and review on Apple, Google, Stitcher, or wherever your favorite place is to listen to them.